Welcome back to Pancreas Pals, a podcast by diabetics for diabetics. I'm Emily, a writer and editor. And I'm Miriam, a licensed mental health counselor. We're just two women trying to live our best diabetic lives. While it might not always be easy due to the literal highs and lows, it always helps to have a Pancreas Pal to turn to. Hello and welcome to Pancreas Pals. I'm Emily. And I'm Christy. We're just two gals in our 20s trying to live our best type 1 diabetic lives. Every week we tackle a new topic from the diabetic perspective. Although we offer tips, we are not medical professionals, but we also offer plenty of anecdotes and general thoughts about how to embrace the type 1 lifestyle on your own terms. It's not always easy to do through all of the literal highs and lows, but it does help to have a pancreas pal to turn to. Hey, this is Andrew. Um, all right, I'm going to talk about my diagnosis story a bit. So the first thing, it's this is um, weird, I guess. Most people know like their date. I don't even remember the year. I know I I as it, I was either ten or eleven, and I've gone with eleven. Um, and I know, and I only know because my mom told me that it was in February. But like, I never really paid attention to it. It never really mattered to me. It was just like, all right, life changed a bit. Here we go. Um, so whatever grade I was in at 11, I read in an outdated textbook in American public school, middle school, that you still had to boil syringes and that you were life was over when you had diabetes. And that is just so untrue that it drives me through a wall every day, every single day. And that's why I am part of JDRF because no one should ever have to have misconceptions like that about a disease that although frustratingly frustratingly is livable with um could always get better but no one should be misinformed like I was so I read about this in a school textbook and a couple months later um you just kind of knew something wasn't right all of a sudden like I've been good at math my whole life Math just went out the door. I had no focus. I was going to the bathroom every five seconds, um, like thirsty all the time for a couple, I don't know, maybe it was a month, until finally, like, I remembered what I read in this textbook. And I actually remember walking, like, outside the school and being like, oh my God, I hope I don't have diabetes. So I'm riding in a car with my mom, and I was like, Mom, like, I, I think I have diabetes. I need to go to the doctor. Um, and we were like going on like an hour car trip somewhere and we had to stop like every 10 minutes and it was driving my mom nuts. And I was like, I, I need to go to the doctor. Um, and again, I was 11. So like, she didn't know what else to do. We clearly, this wasn't normal. And we went to my pediatrician who was like, yeah, you need to go to the, like they checked my blood sugar. I think it was a thousand. And they were like, okay, you're alive. Like, but they were like, you, you need to go to the hospital. And, and thank God for him, because how often do you hear, and I know people, you know Alex Donnelly, well, maybe he doesn't want me to say his name, but like, who like get misdiagnosed. Um, you, like there are plenty of, I, I can name two others who I know that were misdiagnosed and had diabetes for two weeks after seeing a doctor without knowing it. And like, that's insane. So like, thank God for him that he was like, get to the hospital right now. My mom, sorry, um, drove me to a hospital and... It was in, I, I, it was, I guess it was, I'm trying to think what hospital is. I don't know, like in the middle of New Jersey, like we lived right outside the city and three days I was in the hospital 
And then I was with Jocelyn, so I guess it was probably Livingston, um, New Jersey, and they taught me what I needed to know. And, you know, that was, they were a very relaxed group about it, which was awesome. Um, thank God that I'm fortunate and I never had to worry about medical supplies or anything. My family could just always take care of it because I can never imagine what life would be like with that. And I know there's plenty of people that live in that reality. It's terrifying. Um, shout out to Dr. Baker at Marjorie's Fund. And I mean, that's it. Like, that's the diagnosis story. But like the fact, I, I find it wild that I read about this in a textbook and then like a month later it was like, yeah, I, th- I think I have this. Um, it, it could have been much worse. Luckily it was. So that's the story. Um, and you know, hopefully again, like no one ever has to go through that. And hopefully in years to come, there is no more, uh, type one diabetes. So that's that. Thanks.